faith and fandom feedback Friday. Friday feedback. I don't know. I mix those up like almost every time. That's okay. Because you know what? It'll be all right. Uh, this is live on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and will be on our YouTube channel as well as podcast channel a little bit later. So if you want to join the conversation, uh, you're welcome to do so. And I'll try and monitor comments on multiple screens. What a handsome bro. Well, thank you, homie. Um, nerdy, nerdy Archangel on Instagram says that. So this is our weekly podcast recording of news uh, for the week. And again, not that I need to be your source for news or that I know this is probably stuff you get other places. But just in case, let's talk about the news for the week. Um, first off, we are kind of in uh, the... Hey, Ryan. Um, we are in the uh, award season and the Creative Arts Emmy Awards, not the main Emmys, but the Creative Arts Emmys happened this week. And uh, lots of people got uh, stuff for sound production, design, things like that. A couple notable things out of there. Not that they aren't all notable, but a couple notable things out of the Creative Arts Emmys. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic's movie Weird, his biopic starring Daniel Radcliffe, actually won uh, for like Best Musical Picture, which was pretty cool for him and Daniel Radcliffe and everybody else. Um, also, uh, Wednesday won lots of awards in terms of creative design. The Jenna Ortega Netflix series uh, won several awards in that. Um, Ron, not Ron, sorry, Nick Offerman, uh, sorry. It's hard not to call him Ron Swanson. Nick Offerman won a award for his performance on The Last of Us. And Sam Richardson, who plays Akufu on Ted Lasso, also won an award for his performance. So just cool stuff around with the creative Emmys. The main Emmys will be happening this upcoming week. So if you care about that stuff, that's coming. It's going to happen. Um, but the Golden Globes were the bigger awards show for the week and uh had you know i'm not going over the whole listing but uh there's a lot of awards given some notable things there is a uh, succession one for best drama and uh three of the main actors from succession all won um for their performances in that and my homie john jacobs just commented 28 years later yes we're gonna be talking about that um Coming, but Succession won uh, for Best Main Actress, uh, Best Main Actor. Uh, Kieran Culkin won for Best Main Actor. Um, yeah, and we're going to talk, and I'm about to hit that next, John. Um, John mentioned Killers of Flower Moon, so I'm going to make sure I mention that. Uh, but uh, if you watch Succession, in moderate spoilers, uh, the whole show centers around um, four siblings trying to vie for power over the remains of their family. And the show plays out exactly like the Golden Globes played out, where three of the main characters kind of triumphed, and the one guy who we wanted the hardest didn't get it. So it was just kind of funny with that. Um, but they took home a lot of stuff with that. Uh, this was uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, Lily Gladstone won uh the award for best uh female performance uh in a as a main character in a drama and uh this was the first uh golden globe for best performance given to an indigenous woman and so that was a big uh 
triumph for indigenous people in that capacity. Um, also, uh, I finished Echo last night. And um, between uh, this win for Lily Gladstone, um, Marvel What If Season 2, and Echo, it's been kind of a, a hype entertainment week for uh, indigenous people in that capacity. And uh, especially if you were part of the Choctaw uh, people from Oklahoma, they got a lot of love for Marvel specifically with that. So that was pretty cool. But Lily Gladstone won for best uh, best actor uh, in that capacity. Uh, some other ones for that. Let's see. We had uh, uh, Robert De Niro run one best gold globe for best supporting actor for Oppenheimer. Um but he was all that's a De Niro, Robert Downey Jr. And that's where the mix up is because uh Robert Downey Jr. won the award, but Robert De Niro also got up to go get the award because he got confused. The fact that they <laughs> had Robert duh and he just assumed he won it. So Robert De Niro and Downey Jr. both got up, but it was Robert Downey Jr.'s award with that. Um, Oppenheimer got best director, best picture, uh, poor things, one for best musical or comedy. And I don't think poor things was necessarily a comedy. It had a lot of funniness to it, but, uh, it was definitely bananas enough to get an award in that capacity. Um, but the fact that Oppenheimer and poor things topped off for best pictures of the year, I can support that. I think that was great. Oh, uh, also just back to the creative arts Emmys. Ed Sheeran won his first Emmy for uh, Ted Lasso. I think that's kind of cool. Um, some other stuff with that. Uh, they created a new category this year called Cinematic and Box Office Performance, which basically goes to the movies that did the best, even if they uh, didn't win for like Best Picture, things like that. And Barbie won for that. Um, this was also the year that they first gave a golden globe to stand-up comedians for doing stand-up specials, which was kind of a neat opportunity in that capacity. And, um, Ricky Gervais won for that. And, um, yeah, so there, there wasn't a, like a lot of great stand-up specials nominated at that point, honestly, in my opinion. Um, but Gervais took for that and, um, it was, it was a good experience with that. Um, another big win uh, in terms of, you know, first time events. Uh, Beef won for limited short series. Um, you 3D, uh, Link Freak pointing out that he, he 3D printed a giant one. Dude, I got this at, um for y'all listening on the podcast, I'm holding a giant kind of stress ball D20. Um, I got this at Box Lunch um for a dollar so that's kind of awesome um <laughs> sidetrack uh but with that uh beef won for best um limited series and ali wong won for best actress and steven yoon won for best actor so beef cleared house now if you've not watched beef i'm not necessarily telling you you have to watch beef or that you should watch beef but if you do watch beef just on a side note um it actually does give a kind of genuine depiction of some modern church life and worship and stuff. It's full of other things that aren't <laughs> fantastic, 
Um, but the performances are great. But like, there's a couple scenes that take place in a Sunday morning church service. And I was like, Oh yeah, that tracks. That's about accurate. Um, so, you know, those are cool that, but with Steven Yoon, um, this, he was the first Korean man to win for best actor. And, uh, so that's pretty neat. Um, my friend over <laughs> Mike over graphic nerds says he needs one of these two. Um, roll it for how long of a breather oh that's a great idea um so but the with overall it was pretty big week for the golden globes um joe coy hosted with a 10-day notice and uh you know we're positive moderately here in our commentary it he received a lot of criticism and feedback and uh that weren't positive um i've not watched the whole performances i really just check out who wins and stuff my daughter pointed out to me his off-color, air quotes, Taylor Swift joke. Um, but that being said, it was it was a big uh, time for the Golden Globes. Um, the Boy and the Heron won for Best Animated Film, beating out Across the Spider-Verse. Um, I watched Across the Spider-Verse, and I watched The Boy and the Heron. I don't. I don't know that I disagree, but it's hard to agree with. But what I will take a win for is that it's a Miyazaki, the Studio Ghibli creator and artist. It's his first Golden Globe win and the first win for Studio Ghibli. Now, I find that hard to believe that it's taken this long for Studio Ghibli to win a Golden Globe. But whatever, it happened. And so that's kind of it. If you want to check out Winners from the Creative Arts Emmys or uh, the Golden Globes. There's plenty of listings that list them all. But it's just kind of neat to see what gets celebrated and what doesn't, what gets applauded. So uh, on to some... <laughs> My friend John says, The Boy and the Heron was a great film, but not a good movie, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it was a great story, but it was not exciting. And, and what I only say with this is... Um, I struggle with cliffhanger movies <laughs> and to be satisfied after it. I know across the spider verse was a, an amazing movie, but it it's like a rock in my shoe <laughs> knowing I'm on a cliffhanger and have to wait a couple of years for that. Um, so a couple other things within uh, the news of entertainment. Um, Disney has announced that Mandalorian uh, will be a feature film. Mando and Grogu will be hitting the box office with uh, Favreau and Filoni at the helm. And what will probably be the conclusion, this is my guesstimation, will probably be the conclusion to the Mandalorian story. Um, but Mando will officially be hitting theaters um, in the near future-ish by all right man love you too john and you know i hope you are you, i hope you're good with your students today i think you have class today um and so there was that um our flag means death the hbo pirate series from taiko atiti uh has been canceled after two seasons um it it had been originally written for three uh, but if you check out the season finale of it, you can tell they were kind of like, let's go ahead and put a pin in this just in case. But it has been canceled and it has been uh, received a lot of Netflix, not Netflix, uh, 
Max has received a lot of criticism on their um, socials and such for the fact that it's been canceled. Um, and so if you're a fan of it, uh, I understand your sadness with it. Um, on a positive note, because it has been canceled, a lot of actors from the show are now doing con appearances. And uh, literally within 30 minutes of the show being announced as canceled, uh, there were our flag means death people added to the galaxy con Richmond roster. So um, you might get a chance to see him because of that. Another bit news bit is that 28 years later is happening a sequel to the 28 days uh, franchise. And um, all these years later, uh, it's been a minute. And so they are going to be revisiting that with the original creators and writers uh, going into it with that. So 28 years will happen. Um, Jeremy Renner, uh, Hawkeye from the MCU, uh, is officially returning to, has officially returned to set of his TV show, Mayor of Kingstown, uh, for the first time since his near fatal uh, snowmobile accident a year ago or snowplow incident a year ago. If you are unaware or you forgot, uh, Jeremy Renner dove in front of a snowplow to save uh, his, I believe, niece or nephew from getting killed. And his body was severely damaged to the point of almost death. Uh, and But a year later, he's going back to work uh, on his TV show, which you can see on Paramount. Uh, and that is coming... That's he's filming it now. So congratulations for him. Um, with Echo taking its uh, stride this past week in the uh, Disney Plus world, uh, that Disney Plus has officially added all of the Netflix Marvel shows to its official timeline. So Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders are now officially on the MCU timeline, which you can see on Disney+. Plus. Um, and uh, I will just say, you know, not necessarily as a review, but um, you get a heaping amount of Kingpin in the five episodes of Echo. So if you, uh, like, it's not like Hawkeye, you get a lot more Kingpin in Echo. Uh, than you've gotten in a long time. So if you're a fan of Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, that's something you can check out because that is there. Um, the Walking Dead is still here. Um, the comics ended back uh, a few years ago, but a new Walking Dead show is going to premiere on February 25th called The Ones Who Live. And it will center around Rick and Michonne. Yeah, if that's your jam, it's there. And you can go watch it. Um, I am behind. Um, I have not watched The Walking Dead since Carl died. Maybe right after that. Um, I've read all the comics. Um, but if you are interested in watching, uh, that will be a new series coming up. And uh, every time you hear about sequels coming, you're like, is this real? Whatever else. Um you know, we've seen all the stuff for Beetlejuice 2 coming. Apparently, Beetlejuice 2 is officially, officially happening. And Willem Dafoe is in it. And he's playing a detective. And he got in air quotes trouble 
for giving too much information away in an interview about his character and his role. And I'm going to leave it there because I don't want to uh, say more if he wasn't supposed to say what he said. But Willem Dafoe is in the second Beetlejuice, and he's also gone on record to say that this is not a cash grab, that it is a story worth telling, and that if you have an interest in Beetlejuice or just good storytelling, that you're going to enjoy this. And he's excited about his role in it. On that same note, Willem Dafoe got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, and Pedro Pascal was right there beside him when he did it. So it was kind of cool. So Beetlejuice 2 is officially happening. Also on the stuff, sequels that, you know, I'm not saying we don't need, but on things really like, okay. Uh, Top Gun 3 is officially happening now too. It is in production. It has been greenlit. It is going. So that is some stuff that is happening in that capacity. Um, also, in just some world nerd business news, um, there have been layoffs or announced potential layoffs in a few or a couple major nerdy companies. Uh, first off, Discord has laid off 17% of their staff. Um, for all of you that use Discord for chats, videos, uh, meetings, all of that jazz, Discord laid off 17% of their staff. And Twitch has announced that they have plans to cut 500 staff positions. And that's just a lot. Um, and I just know, you know, anytime you lose your job, that's a hard thing. These are people that do the background work for the stuff that we use to be able to do what we do. Um, I don't use Twitch and I suck at Discord, but I appreciate their existence. And um, so those are a lot of, of families that are going to be at jobs, et cetera, et cetera, in that capacity. So if you're a praying person, maybe pray for some of these folks that are losing their jobs in this time. Um, also, just a couple of things in the world of Jesus-y news. Um, some stuff that is coming up. The Chosen Season 4 is going to take a really long stab at theaters. All episodes of The Chosen Season 4 are going to theaters uh, in bursts. Uh, episode 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 is going to hit theaters February 1st through February 14th. So if you want the chance to see that, it's they're going to put all three episodes together and you can watch it for a theatrical tickets and go and do that. Um, there is also uh, episodes four, five and six will run February 15th through February 28th. And then episodes seven and eight will run February 29th through March 7th. And if you are interested in that and you're interested in those stories, um, of you know their telling of the gospel with it uh i believe uh if you go check out um angel studios or the chosen i believe they have a pass that will allow you to go watch all of these movies for 27 dollars is what i think i saw um so if that's if that's your jam and you want to check that out that is an option for you also in Jesus E News in theaters today, uh, the Book of Clarence, technically last night, the Book of Clarence dropped. And uh, while it is heavily a comedy, I've not seen it yet, but I was reading a review of it and I am planning to go see it this afternoon. Uh, Christianity Today said that it 
has a very earnest view of Christ and Christianity, and it's not mocking of Jesus or anything of that nature. It's more so just a side story, kind of somewhere between Gladiator and Life of Brian. Um, and the the thing that we're not getting from the trailers and stuff that I got from their review is that Clarence is Thomas's twin brother. Um, and so Clarence is watching his brother go off and do great things with Jesus. And he's, you know, in that capacity. So I'm interested to see how it all plays out. Um, being that it's the same folks that brought the harder they fall. I am very interested because I enjoy that movie greatly. Um, but book of Clarence is in theaters today is sadly not playing at my local theater. So I'm going to have to, um, drive a few extra miles to go check that out. Um, Another neat thing in Nerdy Jesus News is that Love Thy Nerd, who are my friends, uh, have released an audio Bible playlist on their website slash app slash radio station slash all the things. Um, and so our folks over there have put together a solid playlist to be able to listen through scripture and actually enjoy it. Um, and it features some of my favorite stuff, like one of my favorites ways to take in scripture audibly is through an app called streetlights which is uh hip-hop artists and producers reading scripture over custom-made beats for every chapter um and you can get that on the streetlights app it's free but i as i was looking through their audio bible playlist it featured streetlights in some different areas so i have a feeling if you just want something to listen to this will be a great option to be able to get some good Bible presentation, but also some diversity with it. Um, and let's see, uh, Judah and the Lion, uh, which is a Christian or Christian adjacent band, depending on the day. Um, uh, Judah Ayers uh, has a solo thing of just Judah, where it is more worship and Christ focused at this point. Um, but Judah and the Lion is still one of my favorite bands. And uh, they have announced their next album will drop on May 10th. It's In Progress is the title of it, or um, or The Progress. But uh, May 10th, Jude and the Lions' next album will drop in that capacity. And for my last bit of Jesus-y news, um, Shia LaBeouf has officially been received and joined the Roman Catholic Church in his uh journey of faith he's spent the past year or two uh evaluating himself and things like that and his story is not mine to tell and how he's living and what he's doing but uh as of last week he officially uh was welcomed into the roman catholic faith um and so that's something that he's making a pursuit so just thought it was kind of cool to drop in there so like i said i don't need to be your source for news but i just like have a moment to touch base with y'all and i hope you've enjoyed hearing me ramble um yeah i think uh my friend mike over graphic nerds said shy coming to faith was intense to see um I, to my understanding uh he eventually started down the jesus road when he did the movie fury um and has kind of like been back and forth and he's had a lot of life trauma as we all have and but the fact he's still seeking is a something to celebrate. Because um, listen, um, <laughs> if the angels can rejoice when sinners come to Christ, we can too. So gang, gang.
<laughs> um, but I'm excited for that. Uh, just on some faith and fandom news before I bounce and go on with the rest of my day. Um, if you didn't know, uh, for the last two, almost two years, maybe, I don't know, um, there, I've had a comic book in development. I wrote a comic book about, uh, awkward stories growing up in the church. Um, and, uh, the first issue focuses on a kid going to a youth group into a lock-in because he's trying to get a girl. And um, I wrote that first issue because that's literally how I came to Jesus um, and how I heard the gospel for the first time. And uh, so I wrote this comic, uh, my friend Lyle Pollard, uh, who did uh, Can I Still Wear My Cape and some of my other artwork and who does great stuff. He's worked for Archie Comics. Uh, Lyle has been working on art for the last probably year and a half. And it's done. Uh, as soon as it got done, I have a friend at a comic book company and I've submitted it and it is in review. Um, I'm tapering my hopes, feelings, dreams, desires with this because I really just um, not trying to do this for my own success, um, but it will be cool. But it also if because here's the thing, if it if they don't pick it up and put it in yeah anyway, um so it is being reviewed, and I'm waiting back on a response. So that could be something that is popping up soon. But either way, that book should be dropping soon ish, especially if I'm publishing it. Um, also, Faith and Fame to Book Nine is done on my part. Um, waiting on the rest of the cover art, and my editor is doing missions in Honduras right now. Um, but should be back soon and done with that. And the goal is to have in hand copies at uh, uh, Captain's Comic Expo in Charleston, South Carolina at the end of February. They may be sooner, but that's the goal is I'm going to roll out with new copies at that show. Um, before I go, I just want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters for being amazing. Uh, Jamie Montgomery, Matthew Coleman, Jonathan Herman, um, uh, Ron Petit, Tesh Norton, uh, Scott Ward. What's up, Rushmore? Um, our friends at the Rushmore podcast are up. Um, you know me, just trying to do my little, trying to be cool like you guys and do a live Friday show. Um, Alicia Benson, Candace Davis, Jay She, Jillian, uh, Jason Crutchfield, Mike Perna, Todd Turner, John Jacobs, Zach Harris, Caleb Grimm, Jeanette Skaggs, uh, Chris Poyer. Jason Bullock, Christina Ray, Sarah Lewis, Patrick Gale, Rebecca Godlove, and Adam Davis are all our Patreon supporters right now. I just want to say thank you for the ways you support, you give, you share, and you help make all of these things possible. And um, also, uh, I mentioned Chris Poirier in our uh, in the Patreon list. Um, Chris has uh, been my co-host for the Pullist podcast for over five years. Uh, but he's in Columbus, Georgia, and he's been running a ministry there called Columbus Got Game, which is a place for kids to be able to come and play video games and hold games. And they do ministry through that. Um, but he and some friends have also opened up a restaurant in Columbus, Georgia called Bites and Brews. And so their grand opening is next week, January 18th. So be on the lookout if you are in the North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, down to Atlanta region. 
um, because I am going to try and make a road trip down there to support his grand opening and uh, be a part of that. So keep you posted. Maybe I can meet you in Atlanta. Who knows? Um, but thanks for taking time to listen. I hope you've had a great week. Oh, I had one more thing. Back to the Jesus end of things. Um, this is just something I got from my own Bible study time, quiet time. I wanted to share before. Um, I did. There were two thoughts that I like. Just really hit my heart this week. Um, if it compels my flesh and ignores my spirit, it's not meant for me. I'll say it one more time. If it compels my flesh and ignores my spirit, it's not meant for me. That was one thing that just hit me in my own quiet time. And then the other thing is this, is that God's not done teaching you. You have to keep learning, not just teaching what you already know. Uh, because we get really caught up. And once we get one thing down, we'll just keep teaching that instead of actually learning more. Um, you're not done learning. So don't think that you are. So thanks for taking time to listen. Thanks for taking time to care, to interact. And if you're uh, listening to this on the uh, podcast channel, um, I'm sorry for uh, not giving better visual descriptions of what I'm doing or whatever else. Um, thank you guys. I appreciate you. And I truly do hope you have a fantastic day. See you later.